0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So, oh, inside four walls, James Madison, your host. How's it going? Two things. One, I'm. I hear. I, I hear your comments. I know. Old chair sucks. Makes stupid noise. I. Uh, I'm working on that. I've actually WD ed it a couple times. I just think this old chair is. It's done me good, I should say. But, it's gotta go. That being said i also am very low energy right now i want to get more recorded i got meme compilations coming up but with everything going on bud light working at a miller place i've been working extra hours picking up overtime if i can so needless to say i've been sleeping a lot more lately on top of having a computer that wants to overheat not work properly half the time hopefully with some of the hours i've been working i can get a new computer and get content made more expediently. So that's the two bits of housekeeping. So sorry for the lack of actual content and the little kind of sleepy energy I'm coming with today. Look, if the president get away with it, I think I can too. So let's get into the good news. COVID victims. That's not the good news. Family sue New York City-based EcoHealth for funding and releasing virus. Now. What does this mean? It means that instead of, because you can't, it's hard to go after bureaucracies and it's hard to go after politicians, but if you can get your foot in the door, if you can get that crack in, if you can find your way in somehow, you can drag bureaucrats into individual lawsuits. And here you go. What is EcoHealth? EcoHealth is a government adjacent facility that works in tandem with the NIH, the CDC, and the NIAID. Sound familiar? Cause that's Fauci's former branch of government where by the way, if you guys want to know about term limits, before I pull up real quick, when do you think Fauci first took office? What year? Leave without cheating. Leave your comments below. Five, four, three, two. He was sworn in by Lyndon B. fucking Johnson. Let me show you something real quick. How long has Fauci been in office? Dr. Fauci, as an NIAID director from 1984 to 2022, as the head, but he was hired in in an advisory role, meaning he was setting policy from the moment he got in the gate. And what year was that? Fauci, 1968. Fauci joined the National Institute of Health, NIH, as a clinical associate in the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, NIAID, in 1968. He worked... Woodstock hadn't happened yet, folks. Woodstock wouldn't happen for another year. Does that put into perspective something here? This guy would also be the guy who would get Freddie Mercury. By the way, can we just appreciate something about about Freddie Mercury real quick? That guy was a fucking idiot. Oh, Freddie Mercury would a 1,000% be, You should put on your fucking mask. Vaccinate. That would be Mercury. Mercury would be a trust the science guy. You want to know why? Because he was in the 80s. When Fauci was... Rubbing dicks up in gay saunas And popping his bussy back and forth At a fucking gay nightclub frequently Doing research on your tax fucking dollar folks Don't believe me? It's all true Fauci was pardoning it up According to interviews and stories in the time, he was quite the little hoe round, let me tell you, back in the day at these gay nightclubs and gay saunas, where he was using his lavish funding, including funds that seemed to have gone missing from NIH funding, to go to gay nightclubs and tear up the dance floors in the 80s. Now, Freddie Mercury was someone who did every single thing Fauci said to do back in the 80s. And you know who didn't do everything the government told him to do? Magic fucking Johnson. Magic Johnson said, fuck Fauci, fuck the NIH, fuck the CDC, fuck the NIAID. These motherfuckers want to kill me. And for Tuskegee, y'all think my black ass is going to trust either of y'all asses. No. Fuck no. And what does he do? Well, let's say uh, he lives on. And Magic Johnson now basically tests pure. He doesn't come back for AIDS. And the research and money he's put into developing an AIDS treatment, he's about, and he has talked about once it's fully proven to be done, because he's been the lab rat. He has tested millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of of, of like AIDS treatments on himself. For better or worse. And he says once he gets it down, he thinks he has it down now, he's going to release the patent and make it public. Hashtag Magic Johnson did not kill himself. But magic johnson come covid was like y'all shouldn't be listening to fauci half the reason why i know about fauci in the 80s is because of magic johnson being like y'all know that motherfucker is dumb right i don't know why the fuck dropped in fire his ass and i was like what at the time i even liked burks and he came and he was like and you trust burks too the hell's wrong with you and he lays into burks fucking history and i'm like oh my god whoa yeah Freddie Mercury would have been a COVID pandemic, you know, uh, a, a branch-covidian, is, is, is what, is uh, unfortunately what Freddie Mercury would have been. Freddie Mercury, trust the science, dead. Magda Johnson, fuck you and fuck your little hobgoblin who calls himself the science. Magda Johnson lives and is uh, out there today teaching kids how to play basketball and shit. Long live Magic fucking Johnson, the beast. The base, man, he is, political differences aside. It's always basically like, no, fuck you and your little pandemic. But by going after Eco of the Lions, with Dasik and everyone behind it, it is a direct foot in the door that will lead you in to suing the now private citizen, Anthony Fauci. And through this court, uh, court process and investigation and discovery processes that could be put in, there's a decent chance you're getting more answers from this. Just because the main phase of the pandemic is over doesn't mean our coverage and investigation into this here on Inside Four Walls is. We'll cover this until it's done or until we're off the air. Either way, let's get into the story. i have a for seven fucking minutes. <clears throat> Once again, the headline COVID Victims Family sue New York City based EcoHealth Health, Health Alliance, for funding and releasing virus by Jacob Genius. August 12th, 2023. The families of four people who died from COVID-19 are suing the Manhattan-based nonprofit for funding the coronavirus research in China for creating the bug and releasing it either intentionally or accidentally. Fully intentionally. Fully intentionally. Oh, bomber. We'll be looking into this, I guess, later on, perhaps. Moving on. Health Alliance and... It's President Peter Daszak, long time butt buddy with uh, Fauci, and I say butt buddy in the more South Park sense of it, knew the virus was dangerous and, quote, capable of causing a worldwide pandemic, according to August 2nd Manhattan Supreme Court lawsuit. Yeah, the same one that made Ben Shapiro go, oh, my God, guys, perhaps perhaps all these people in my comment section have been calling dumdums for for not trusting the vaccine and and not going go, and, and, and saying that this was absolutely a lab leak. ba 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 perhaps, perhaps they're right. Oh, my God. Except for he didn't say that. He said, look, we all were lied to and we were all misled with this new court filing. I guess it really is. And he never admitted that, yeah, I had my audience tell me that I was completely wrong about shit. And I told my audience that they were dumdums. I can pull up the clip right now. Where Ben Shapiro early on was saying, "Oh, yeah, we're we're not dumb dumb, so let's all get vaccinated," and then he's like, "Well, there shouldn't be a mandate." And then this fucking filing comes down from the New York courts, and Ben Shapiro goes, "Oh well, you know how was I supposed to know until I read the court filings?" I don't know your audience that you insulted when they told you, "Hey Ben, you're wrong," but oh, little little Yamaka guy won't won't fucking admit when he's wrong. I I, I don't like the Daily Wire. Or most of its people, like I can watch, like I, Michael Knowles is. I, I like Michael Knowles enough. Like I like Jordan Peterson enough. He needs to stop crying so fucking much. That's why I have a hard time watching his Exodus series he's doing right now. Is so good. It's so good. I love the Exodus series he's got going on right now. But uh, too many grievances. I uh, I don't know. Guess I don't watch any of these subscription based content creators anymore. Moving on. Despite. Partially funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where the virus originated, EcoHealth failed to make sure crucial safety measures were in place, then worked to cover up the origins of the outbreak. They claimed in the court papers, quote, if we had known the source or origin of this virus and had it not been misled, that it was from the... Ow. Sorry. Had to crack my knuckles for work been loading kegs all, all fucking day, give me a break, my, my, my body's broken. Anyway, that it was from a pangolin in a wet market, and rather, we knew that it was genetically manipulated virus. And that the scientists involved were concealing that from our clients, the outcome could have been very different. Patricia Finn, the victim's attorney, told the New York Post. This is uh, Peter Dasick right here. 2023. This is, uh, this is August 2nd, 2023. Yep. Still doing this. See, I'll be real with you. I don't give any... I give anybody besides Asians and old people shit for wearing a mask. If I see an old person wearing a mask... And I, see, and I mean old. I mean, like, you look like Aunt May from the Toby Maguire Spider-Man movies. I leave you alone. I won't give you a weird look, I don't judge you, you're not going to be here for very long, I'm not that concerned about you, it's unfortunate you're so scared, but at the same time, I've seen enough research to suggest that maybe senior citizens should wear masks anyway, because even though it won't stop COVID, there's other viruses and other pathogens in the air that are big enough that the mask could potentially stop it, but with how these old dotards constantly touch their face mask and move it around, it's ultimately useless, but, you know, it is what it is. And Asians. When I see Asians wearing masks, dude, they were doing before anyone else. We kind of hijacked their whole thing. It's a cultural thing with them because of how fucking filthy the commie shit he... By the way, if you ever want to know, oh, what kind of Asian are they? If they're wearing masks and they're short and pudgy, or they're just kind of short with a bull cut, or they're just kind of short wearing a mask, they're Chinese! Uh, If they're tall and skinny and not wearing a mask, or they're tall and skinny with a normal-ass haircut, uh, they're likely Japanese. And if they're angry all the time, or happy all the time, they're likely Korean. That is... Low-key, probably one of the most recent things I've ever said on this show. And it's the most casually calm-sounding shit I've ever said, too. But it is my lived experience. And we're just talking about our lived experiences here, okay, guys? So, you know. I got a good joke for you. Do you know how uh, Asian families name their kids? They throw metal bowls down the stairs, and when the bowl goes ping-ding-ding-ping, they know they're going to name their kid. If you're mad, I stole that from a vine. The families of Mary Conroy of Pennsylvania. Oh yes, Mary. She's in a couple different stories. Hi, Mary of Pennsylvania. Emma D. Holly of Rochester and Rochester, New York, and Larry Carr of Crossville, Tennessee, and Raul Osana of Bennington, Nebraska. Are seeking unspecified damage. You know what's really funny? I got family up in Dutchess County who are like, you know what's funny? They were threatening to go door to door and give people vaccines in, in New York. They weren't going to go anywhere near Oniontown. Even though what Oniontown is, <laughs> my buddy boy, that's your homework assignment. Look into Oniontown, New York. Enjoy. I'm going to go in there and film it someday. Probably get skinned alive. Quote. The families of the deceased are definitely in mourning, but moreover, they're enraged because the truth of what really happened appears to be coming forward, Finn added. Oh, it is. Paul Rinker, Pennsylvania, is also suing Midtown-based Equal Health and Dazic over the serious injuries he suffered from his bout with the bug, which is COVID. It's a shame. Finn has also filed lawsuits against EcoHealth and Dazic in Nassau and Rockland counties. On behalf of the families of four other people killed by the virus, as well as two who survived, and even if they didn't die from the virus and they died with the virus, that's going to be out in court as well too. So there's either way this goes, someone's narrative is going to get ass blasted like Takashi in prison. Quote, the particular case is highly offensive because it appears they knew and concealed the origins of the virus, Finson, Quote, the treatments or approach taken in dealing with the virus could have been radically different than it was. In a June report, the government accountability office said that EcoHealth Alliance, which doles out money given to them by the National Institute of Health, gave 1413000 $413,720 to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, while a separate investigation fund to the government made, I paid millions in duplicating grants to the Wuhan-based research institutions through Equal Health Alliance. Eh. Yeah. Right here, you know, nothing to see here, folks. If there's ever a picture that sums up China in one take, right here. Kids and people being dragged into this facility here against their will, a guard coming to silence whoever's taking a picture, you can't even see the eyes. Perfect pictures for China. Oh, maybe it's a pine cone flew into the asshole of a beaver. Shout out to, uh, was it John Stossel? No, not John Stossel. Uh, John Stewart, who went on a Conan show and was like, maybe if there was an outbreak of chocolatey goodness. In Hershey, Pennsylvania, we'd sit back and think, hmm, maybe it's the fucking chocolate factory. But no, you're sitting here thinking, hmm, maybe a bat flew into the asshole of a horse. And that's how the chocolate got everywhere. I don't know, it's on the fucking name. The Wuhan Institute for for Virology Research Covid Institute, it's in the fucking name. And then you have fucking sold out, shielded. So how long have you worked for Donald Trump, fucking prick? The victims' families claim EcoHealth attempted to cover up the origin of the virus. Eco, uh, EcoHealth Alliance, EcoHealth Alliance, and Dazic have not responded to requests for comment. Now that being said, folks, we're gonna hop over here, watch a couple quick videos.
1: of COVID-19 victims blaming their deaths on EcoHealth Alliance, a Manhattan-based nonprofit that helped fund the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where scientists conducted risky research on coronaviruses ahead of the pandemic. It was well
0: known that their efforts were contributing to the manufacturing and creation of this hyped-up Virus.
1: The family suing the nonprofit for an undisclosed amount of damages, claiming EcoHealth helped create the virus.
0: We believe we have a very, very solid case.
1: A June report from the Government Accountability Office shows $1.4 million from the United States went to fund the lab in Wuhan. Nearly $600,000 were funneled to the lab through EcoHealth. The origins of COVID-19 remains a hotly contested debate between those who believe the virus leaked from the Wuhan lab and those who came from nature.
2: Honestly, we may never know with 100% certainty the origins of COVID-19. Critics accusing
1: Dr. Anthony Fauci of attempting to discredit the lab leak theory in the early days of the pandemic.
2: Maybe to conceal or diminish the government's relationship with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Or perhaps it's funding of risky gain-of-function coronavirus research.
1: A Republican-led House subcommittee releasing emails and documents they argue back up the claims. Democrats brushing it off as political theater.
2: About manufacturing a problem and manufacturing distrust to justify an extreme partisan agenda.
1: Republican Senator Rand Paul filing a criminal referral with the Department of Justice alleging Dr. Anthony Fauci lied to Congress about the origins of COVID-19. The DOJ though is under no obligation to investigate. In Washington, I'm Kayla Gaskins.
0: All right. Let's see. A new body cam video review. Oh, okay. Has nothing to do with it.
2: Today the Select Subcommittee is holding a hearing to examine the drafting, publication, and critical reception of the publication entitled The Proximal Origin of SARS CoV 2. Proximal
0: Whoa. Okay, that was the most definitely the wrong the wrong
2: direction. Um Oh there we go. Then came to two primary conclusions. First that COVID-19 is not a laboratory construct or a purposefully manipulated virus. And second, that no type of laboratory-based scenario is plausible. This is not an attack on science, it's not an attack on peer review, and it's not an attack on an individual. We're examining whether government officials, regardless of who they are, unfairly and perhaps biasly tip the scales toward a preferred origin theory. We're examining any conflicts of interest Biases or suppression of scientific discourse regarding the origins of COVID-19. We're examining the science of proximal origin, because while I believe it's not solely a scientific question, the science behind the origins is vital. In one word, we're examining the scientific methodology applied to the origins question. In my mind at this point, I view the processes to be flawed. If we're to do better in the future, we must make every effort to mend our flaws. And overall, we're examining whether scientific integrity was disregarded in favor of political expediency. Maybe to conceal or diminish the government's relationship with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, or perhaps its funding of risky gain-of-function coronavirus research. Or maybe to avoid blaming China for any complicity, intended or otherwise, in a pandemic that has killed more than 1 million Americans and has had a crushing effect on all of humankind
0: large because of your response in the earliest stages
2: of the pandemic scientists and public health authorities raced to understand this novel coronavirus called novel for good reason to understand how it spread who was at risk its origins and most importantly how to prevent loss of life as we as work advanced gradually on most of these fronts the origins question stalled Did it come from a natural spillover transferred from a bat to an intermediate source to a human? Or was it the result of a laboratory or research-related accident? In other words, did it come from a lab? Honestly, we may never know with 100% certainty the origins of COVID-19, especially without full legitimate cooperation and transparency from all involved. However, we do know some things for certain that the drafting, coordination, and publication of proximal origin and downplaying the lab leak was antithetical to science. Not my words. That's what Dr. Redfield, the former CDC director and renowned virologist, testified to our select subcommittee in March. He testified that science never selects a single narrative. We foster debate, and we're confident that with debate, science will eventually get to truth. Did we do that? That wasn't the case with Proximal Origin. Dr. Anderson, testifying today, wrote that the author's main work over the past couple of weeks have been focused on trying to disprove any type of lab theory. While it's true that the scientific method consists of raising a hypothesis and then testing the hypothesis, often through falsifiability, it's not true nor appropriate to make definitive conclusions based on falsification process, riddled with assumptions. Assumptions are not science. To be clear, the goal of science is to prove and disprove. Regardless, it would be seemingly misleading to assume that Proximal Origin proved or disproved anything it sought to test. Its conclusion is flawed as it relies on unsupported assumptions, including guessing what a hypothetical scientist would do in hypothetical experiments. The facts are that the authors of Proximal Origin ultimately took a one-sided educated guess. They guessed that in the previous three years, science would discover a furin cleavage site in a SARS-related virus, or viruses, and didn't. They guessed that maybe the WIB, Wuhan Institute of Virology, wasn't working with pangolin viruses. And they were wrong, as related by ODNI, the Office of the Department, of the Director of National Intelligence. Perhaps most troubling, it appears that the author's views on a potential lab leak changed abruptly After the February 1st conference call with Drs. Fauci and Collins, the authors continued their pursuit to disprove the lab leak theory and fully support the nature theory, employing faulty assumptions and willfully ignoring circumstantial evidence that tended to support the lab leak hypothesis. Why? Why? They also tended to act more akin to politicians than scientists. Dr. Rambo. Dr. Fauci, Fortier, Dr. Collins all expressed concerns that the lab leak theory, if verified, would have significant international political implications, particularly for China. Dr. Fauci also wrote that downplaying a lab leak would limit the chance of new biosafety discussions that would unnecessarily obstruct future attempts of virus culturing. These are quotes. Why try to avoid biosafety discussions when people are dying? Science should be clear, even when politics are not. On April 16, Dr. Collins expressed dismay that Proximal Origin didn't fully squash the lab leak theory and asked Dr. Fauci if there was anything more they could do to put it down. I want to pause on anything more we can do for a second. That would suggest that they already did do something. Maybe this was a reference to Proximal Origin. I don't know for sure. But on the very next day, on April 17, 2020, Dr. Fauci cited proximal Origin from the White House podium when asked if COVID-19 leaked from a lab. He used proximal Origin to downplay the lab leak theory. Why? Based on what absolute truth? The question as to the origins of COVID-19 is fundamental to helping us predict and prevent future pandemics, protect our health and our national security, and prepare the United States for the future and to save lives. I look forward to a strong on-topic discussion.
0: All right. <clears throat> Folks, that's all she wrote for this particular upload of Inside Four Walls. I'm going to try and get one more episode recorded, as well as some meme compilations uploaded. Again, you know, this is... The podcast is more of a, a hobby slash an interest right now. Uh, that's... And with, you know, the Let's Go Brandon economy being what it is, I'm making the most I can right now of the overtime and the extra hours I can get. So sorry there's been such a, a hold up in content, especially with the time I was down with a broken foot and I wasn't able to work for about three and a half months because, you know, got ran over by a forklift. Uh, I'm just doing everything I can. Plus, uh, I got some stuff coming up the next couple months, hopefully good content wise. That being said, I, I appreciate y'all sticking through sticking through, and keep keep on watching what I've been uploading. It means the world to me. And f- upvotes, downvotes, good comments, bad comments, positive feedback, negative feedback. I appreciate it all. So thank you guys for watching uh, Inside Four Walls. I've been your student, Masson and I will talk to you guys later.